This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because those are plays. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk about intersectional and inclusive feminism in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Moni and with me today is my lovely, glorious, purple and blue haired and with a wonderful bi-flag t-shirt chest co-host Amanda. Hi Amanda, how are you doing? Hi Moni, I'm doing good. Thank you. Why are you laughing <laughs> at my wonderful introduction? Uh, yes. You have <laughs> yes, you have a bi flag on your chest. What I do, I do. It was just the way you said it, and I was like, uh, mm, mm, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, We're here, I'm here with you. Didn't say you have it on your cleavage or whatever. Thank you for not. I mean, I don't have any cleavage today with my very high neck shirt. True. Mm -hmm. You also are not tattooed on your cleavage. You didn't get the bi flag on your cleavage tattooed thank, either. Thank you for that clarification. I am indeed wearing a t shirt. Yes. And yes, it's also just... not on the bra or whatever. It's on a t shirt. Okay, we get it. How are you, Money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all good. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I should get a I should get an ace flag on my cleavage as torn clearly points out maybe that's that's something i have nothing ace colored on me tattooed i have like some kind of pride here um but everything else is somehow unrelated anyway no, somehow I'm, I'm unrelated doing, i'm doing you're doing you're doing doing yeah. is all we can expect that's sometimes true. it's true mm -hmm. uh Better than not doing, I guess. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But even if you're not doing, that's still very valid. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes we need days of not doing. I mean, there have been lots of days of not doing recently, to be honest. It's already kind of getting to a point where it's not so great. But that's what better help is for, apparently. Um, so we're giving this a try and all will be better eventually, hopefully. Woo. Says my, says my, says my, what is it? My back clippy from Ikea. I don't even know why this is here, to be fair. But it's so tiny. What do you mean? It's a small clip for a small bag. It's cute. I don't know if we have any that are that small. Maybe I we have, do. They have a bunch of them. They come in different sizes. I know I have other sizes, including giant ones, but I don't know if I have any teeny tiny do. ones. I don't this know. is not... This is a silly conversation to be having on a podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> we are talking about the bag clips from Ikea, <laughs> which is very relevant. High quality, riveting conversation. <laughs> yes. We reached a certain age where talking about household appliances becomes regular, interesting, riveting conversation. I but hate yeah. slash love this. <laughs> Well, we could, we could, we could move over to what we're here for today, maybe. So we, we don't could. have this riveting conversation, which people, in my opinion, really will miss out on that we don't continue the conversation about the IKEA bag clips, not sponsored, but not sponsored would by be IKEA. But hey, hit us to. up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, we, we can move into our episode today because it's a good one. It's, I can't say it because you have the jingle for it. I know, I was waiting for you to, to, to lead me in there. Oh, what episode do we have got going on today, Amanda? Why, it's Geek Girl in the News. <laughs> Wasn't there some other sound effects after as well? No. Oh. 
I thought you heard like da, 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 da. Oh, never mind. Uh, yay, yes, See, almost a jingle done. Almost a jingle. Almost a jingle. So, Gosh, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, you only had like what was a 14 hour stream yesterday. Totally fine. Jesus. Totally great to have a 14 hour super creative brain stream. Yeah, I. I I'm surprised you you can do things today. To be honest, I'm me, impressed. I to be honest, I haven't done very much today. <laughs> well, <laughs> I looked at my schedule and was like, "Hmm, this nope. is due on Thursday. Tomorrow's another day." <laughs> Except True. there's like four things due on Thursday, so future Amanda's gonna hate me. Yeah, but I mean, at least present Amanda has a great time. Well. It's mediocre, yeah. No, oh, mediocre, yeah. Yeah, we we have we're living, we're living right now. <laughs> we're living, we're living for Geek Girl in the News, our That's May roundup. True. That is true, and we have a bunch of articles. <laughs> we do, we do, and I'm gonna start with one from April that I I, I linked Moni, and then I said we're not gonna talk about it. Um, because it's from April, but then I decided right now that I really want to talk about cool, it because it's adorable. It. And it's an article from our good friend, Ed. And Ed wrote about the elderly couple who won a Wii bowling tournament. Which is adorable. It's adorable. And they went into uh, the tournament in France and they won it. And... Uh, Janine, who is 96, and Gilbert, who is 85, they represented their retirement home at a Wii Bowling LAN hosted by Gamers Assembly. So, like, so it was a cute. proper, like, esports event. Like, not just for, for like, older people. This is but, just like, so cool. Just an esports competition, and an elderly couple won it. And you know what? I fucking love this so, so, so much. Because my Nana when she was living in a retirement home from like 2004 to 2011 when she passed away like we bowling night was the night like it was <laughs> if you were on the phone with her and it was we bowling night she's like bowling bye and like she was just oh, hung wow. up <laughs> and like or she'd be like really really antsy like i've got to go i've got to go i've got to go Aww, <laughs> and it's because adorable. like they like she loved we bowling night so like seeing this and seeing like a, an older couple winning this, um, like legit esports tournament at a LAN event, uh, it just it warmed my heart so much that it's I'm so talking cute. about an April article in May because thank you, it's so good. It's totally fine. I think we can. Be, we didn't have a, a one in April anyway, so I feel like that covers it. Also, can I just point out that Ed always has the best strap lines? He's just it's like true. the absolute strap line king of everything. It's true. The strap line for this was color me in press. <laughs> like me, like like, like an the Nintendo me's. Yeah. Which is really cute. Yeah, he can do that really well. He should get paid for writing almost. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. So thanks for letting me gush about that old older article. It's totally fine. It's a it's a great article, and I mean, yeah. sixty nine and eighty five. Eh? that's like a good age. Ninety six. What did I say? Sixty nine. Oh, same nice. thing, just the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, only like twenty seven <laughs> years difference. <laughs> I mean, the numbers are the same. What do you want from me? <laughs> uh, apparently not very much. <laughs> My expectations are too high. Today, I guess they are. Because my paper clip, not my clip from Akira. No. no, I won't bring it up All right. Again. Well, I guess that we need to go into the serious articles that we have uh Well, is it we serious because up. I feel like it... it it is. It amuses me more than I think this is serious, and I kind of can't wrap my head around why everything, everybody makes such a big deal out of this. But maybe this is like because I'm not British and I can't be so upset. 
Okay, well, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is Philip Schofield, who <laughs> Brits may or all Brits know, and the rest of the world may or may not know. He is a British television, te television, television, what are you, words? Right. British television presenter, um, recently connected with Good Morning, um, Good Morning. morning. This morning. this morning, I was going to say good, good morning, morning, America, good morning, and then my brain just like morning. farted. <laughs> um, and like, it's, 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 I'm, I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. But like, because this is, you know, kind of a thing. Um, uh, he has admitted to having lied about a relationship with a younger male this morning colleague. Um, but that's not the reason why he stepped down from ITV. Or is that... There's there like kind of two of scandals at the same time. That, well, I think this is connected. So basically, mm. Philip Schofield effective immediately dropped out of this morning and stopped being there, like from one day to another. And that was all super like, why the fuck? What happened here? And whatever. And in the midst of all of this came up that Philip Schofield also had a. Um, I had an affair with a younger colleague while he was still married and lied to everyone about it. And now mm -hmm. everybody is very upset. Yes. And <clears throat> so the relationship happened with a, a person who Philip Schofield helped get a job in TV while they were still a teenager. And reports are saying that uh, they they first met when the young man was fifteen years old. Oh and wow! That, okay, I did know that back information. Mm -hmm. And that the sexual relationship happened at some point while he was still a teenager, which can be up until nineteen. Um, so there is some statute of legality because, as um, Philip Schofield said, it was unwise but not illegal making me think perhaps it happened when he was over 18. Um, the yeah. age, or is the age of consent here 16, actually? Well, I mean, here in Austria, it's very different, mm -hmm. which is fucked up, to be honest. And nobody believes me, but I had this in my law um, class at uni, that it's actually over 14. Nothing is illegal unless there is a um uh an authority relationship mm. which is wild mm -hmm. um and i don't know if it's still the case but when i learned it at uni that was how it was because i remember being super irritated by it because between that's why between students and teachers that's uh, not an issue that that would be a big issue because of the authority between the two but anything else would go, which is wild. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if that obviously it's necessarily not. Um, that doesn't need to be the case in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that when I said I think this is hilarious, I didn't know any of this. Um, like when you just read the headlines... All you real, all you read is somebody is upset because somebody lied about a secret relationship, and I'm I just kept wondering why are people always so why are people upset because somebody didn't want to share their private life with them? But obviously, there's more to the story than just the headlines. That's why people should read articles and not just the headlines. Definitely, money. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, so so yes it happened um while he was married to his 27 year long marriage with stephanie lowe um so it was also an extramarital affair and um it was before he publicly came out in 2020 as gay um so there has been you know quite a lot of not great things related to the step down from ITV and the separation from ITV. And um, Philip Schofield's brother, Timothy, was also convicted of sexually abusing a child in April and was sentenced to 12 years um, on 11 counts of sexual offenses against a boy 
between October 2016 and October 2019. Wild. Um, so that is where I think the start of this recent controversy came because Philip um, was, you know, st stepping down from ITV because of that and like speculation about that. But then when he stepped down from ITV, then this other speculation about this um, relationship with an underage or with a teenager came out and he at first denied it. Um, and so he he lied about the relationship and he lied to his like his colleagues, um, his solicitor. And this was a bit confusing. He lied to the Daily Mail and I'm like, who doesn't? The Daily Mail is shite. <laughs> um, but then he made a full statement to the Daily Mail. Um, you know, uh, admitting the relationship and, like the, a, and the wrongness. I'm very confused about the timelines, to be honest. Like, this is confusing me because he's been out, like, this has happened, the, this relationship with that younger colleague has happened while he was still married, but towards the end before he came out or way before that? I don't know when it happened, and I think I don't know if there's been any information released and if anybody in chat or anybody listening to this um, has has that information of like when this relationship took place um, because it happened sometime while the teenage boy was between 15 and 19 and sometime after Philip got him a job at this morning slash ITV mm -hmm. and sometime before 2020. Mm -hmm. But what that actual timeline looks like, how long ago it actually was, yep. I don't know that that information is out. That information is released. Yep. Um, but either way, it my reading of this looks like People, ITV, solicitors, Holly Willoughby, his um, co-presenter on this morning, they're all more so upset about the lie that Philip Schofield said that he was not having, like he hadn't had a relationship with this person, um, more than the actual fact that it happened. That's why I'm, that's, and that's the main that's the core of what transpires, right? Like it's not, you always read that how people are upset that they got lied to. So it sounds like, and that could also be like covering up like an actual like shit story, right? Um, but if it would be sexual abuse of a minor at the time, then why would people be talking about the lie? and not mm -hmm. about what has been going on again could be different but whatever uh, but but we don't know that so and this is this is just where i and this bit about it is where i'm like nobody owes anybody information about their private relationships i feel like i feel like in this particular situation, we are talking about somebody who was in the closet for a very, very long time, who just recently came out as gay and who had a secret affair. And I'm not condone, like, I'm not saying go and have secret affairs as long as your wife said, like, it's not, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a support, I'm not supportive of cheating to your spouse. But mm -hmm. there is so much, like, where, if I don't tell my friends that I'm cheating on something, like I'm cheating on my wife with somebody else, it's still not, this is my business and not nobody else's business. And even if you ask me and I'd lie to you, it's still my business. And I feel like there is more attached to all of that than the, the to, to just cheating. It's not just cheating, I feel, in that regard because there's so much, he wasn't out yet, so that's all different, right? Um... And yes, that's a break of trust or whatever. But at the same time, I don't. I I just think it's every it's everybody makes it sound so dramatic that they got lied to about the sexual relationship the two people had with each other that that weren't even out like out, like it it feel all feels so 
blown out of proportion when we're talking just about a li- somebody lying to somebody else about something that is a private matter. Mm-hmm. But I, I see that there's so much more to the story than just this. But I feel like when you just skim through and this is everywhere, right? Like I'm not even, I'm not from the UK, but I know these two because you've watched like clips of them on YouTube or whatever. <clears throat> and um, then you just know who they are. And then I think that in the UK, they're a big deal because everybody watched that or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering how much of it is those should be proper people and now it turns out they are not proper and that's why we're super upset about something that we would otherwise not be so upset about. Mm-hmm. Again, aside from everything else, that if he was underage, then this is an entirely different ballgame, obviously. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with, with that and at the risk of saying something very controversial, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> that um, Because I think the majority of people who listen to our podcast and who hang out with us are in some way connected to uh, queer culture, gay community. And it's not unusual for there to be age gaps in like relationships. I'm not saying minors, um, but like it's not unusual for like say a 19 year old to have sex with a 40 year old Mm. 50 year old like it's it's just not um so that's another element of this so long as the relationship happened and but then but then it also brings into to like the the role of power power dynamics um which is totally a different story but i start to get like i start to more oh siri just wants to have a conversation right now cool um i started to get i started to try and wrap my i want well slowly i'm following somebody on instagram who is constantly who is like an activist and especially one who um speaks a lot about grooming right so I'm starting to try and be more aware about age gaps between couples because on the one hand, I'm like, everybody can like do whatever you want, like do whatever you want. But on the other hand, why the fuck are there so many huge, often, especially between men and women, obviously so many massive age gaps where they're like, and there's very different grooming and everything else is very different. Um, but are those age gaps always healthy in a, in the relationship in relationships and i'm just becoming more aware that it might be something to question when there are so many so such big age gaps between couples that like are twice your age or something then on the other hand whatever right i feel like i'm mentally 18 so 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 but but I think this is such a sensitive and different, difficult topic. And if you don't know the situation and don't know the people, then it's very difficult to have an opinion about it. But I think just normalizing it without question is also dangerous. Mm -hmm. But also judging it without any, without any back information is also stupid. So like, like that's like, that's like ultimate. But when people, when like 50 year old men tell 24 year old women that they are so mature for their age or whatever, um, then this is just ultimately irking me in the grand scheme of things, I guess. Mm hmm. Because what is it really? Are you really mature for your age or are you just taught? There is obviously a lot we can unpack with this this article, this subject. Mm. Um, maybe it were it's worth a separate episode. Not not necessarily about like a Philip Schofield, but about this topic in general. Could be like a, a whole series. Yeah. Um, but. Um, 
So if anybody wants to talk about this who is feels like an expert in the field, because I am definitely not one. Same, same, but would love to love to chat more about it. Um The list of times I was mature for my age and what followed is a book of not of a book not worth writing. Um mm -hmm. says Jinx. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um Okay, do you have any more to say on the article? Nope. Okay, let's move on to some more garbage. <laughs> some more garbage. <sighs> so, we have all probably also heard of this. Target is dropping a line of their pride collection thanks to, or they're caving, they're giving in to a hate group. Because obviously the alt-right is like very offended because Pride Month oh, so is around the corner and Target used to always have a Pride collection that's celebrating Pride. And like, and sometimes it's really awesome and sometimes it's super really cringy bad. and we buy it anyways <laughs> because it's like, this is so awful, but I would like, yes, I would actually like to see what I look like in a rainbow suit. I was literally going to say that because as much as people hate and shit talk this rainbow suit, I'm like, I'm really here for this. I love this, to be honest. I know. It's I so like good. It. <laughs> it's so good. There, There is something out this year. Um that that i saw and I, I can't remember what it was but i was like oh i actually really live, want love, that lesbian. like it was people what was it uh live laugh lesbian yes <laughs> <laughs> so that's so good uh, yeah, like to be honest all the prints and all the fonts on them were all shit like when i saw a bunch of them i was like why is this so ugly this looks like from the 90s what the fuck have you been doing here so as if nobody gave like as if they gave the intern something to do and that's what they came up with that's what a lot of them look like sorry yeah but you know what i'm kind of here yeah. for it <laughs> <laughs> so the live laugh lesbian was one of them which i found hilarious to be honest mm -hmm. um but yeah that's and, besides the point right now that actually a bunch of it is quite hilarious and some things are really, really cringy. Mm -hmm. um, but something that was actually really awesome that Target was doing was um, they, they released some transgender friendly swimwear. So like tuck friendly swimwear for uh, trans women who haven't had any gender affirming surgery so that they can tuck and still wear a, a swimsuit mm -hmm. that... Um, that is is tighter than a pair of swim shorts, for example. And um, as as the old rights does per usual, they take things out of context and say this is a swimsuit that's made for children when they're actually mm -hmm. in the adult section. Um, right. So we can thank people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ben Shapiro, and, and Matt Walsh for uh, doing this for holding up these adult swimwear and saying that they are for children um, and that Target is jumping on the woke bandwagon and trying to convert our children. Um, and now anti-LGBTQ hate groups are harassing Target employees, knocking down displays and all around causing a dangerous ruckus. And that's why Target then decided to get rid of some of it or all of it. I think just some of it. My wild guess would be all the trans-related things because that's what people are wound up about the most. Mm -hmm. But that's just me putting a bold statement out there. Exactly. So the article that we are referencing today is from the Mary Sue and they have quoted a Matt Walsh tweet Um about how to go about boycotting all these woke retailers. And he said, here's what we should do. Pick a victim, gang up on it, and make an example of it. We can't boycott every woke company, or even most of them, but we can pick one. It hardly matters which, and target it with a ruthless boycott campaign. Claim one scalp, then move on to the next. Even so, I mean, not only is, like, like the language the in this, like, super awful. Yeah. Ugh. Like, and then just... Yeah, that's what they've done. That's what these hate groups have done. They picked their target and they picked target, target as their target. <laughs> Maybe they read so literal that they actually read target in that tweet because you wouldn't put it past Maybe. them. Maybe. 
Because mm-hmm. reading between the lines and gray areas is not the strong suit. No. Honestly, and it's so and it's so upsetting that they caved in because that's literally queer people sometimes everyday life. Like the 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 mm-hmm. uh, living with fear of violence and 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 abuse and I'm not saying that it's great for employees to get targeted by hate groups, but there are other ways than, um, like than 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 complying to their requests. I feel like put more absolutely security. Not that I'm saying cops are helpful or security is helpful in those cases, but like. Put more security in those stores. Like, do other things. Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm very qualified to answer this as well, clearly. But caving in and making the making them feel better and get giving them exactly what they want is not. It's not it. Especially we're talking about a month here, and queer people do that twelve months of the year. And mm-hmm. deal with bullshit 12 months of the year. And where does it stop now? We comply now and then what? Then what's the next step? What is the next thing that we're giving up already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's frustrating. It's disappointing. And like Jinx says in chat, it's just making the world safer for bullies. Mm. Um, which is bullshit. Yeah. Super annoying. It is. But I think it the is. artists and who created these, they, I think people storm to their shop and they are sold out with what they have. That's just something where I, that I saw on a side, side note. Let me, let me check that. That's really good. The Target Pride artist did respond. It says an artist on the pink uh, on pink news about this. They haven't contacted them once. So the artist who designed the items for Target's 2023 Pride collection has shamed the company's response to the backlash. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and their stuff just said we belong everywhere and it's really cute with with planets and um the trans flag behind it. Oh, I love that. Mm. And they're from um, the UK. Nice, good for them for getting a deal in Target. Mm-hmm. Even if it was short lived. Yeah. And hopefully we'll relive again. Um yeah. Yeah. So it's just a shit. Especially I feel this year because I mean this year and every year to be honest, but but it's more about active activism, especially in the light of all these anti trans bills, and this is not even remotely anti act like mm-hmm. this is like so not activism is what you're doing Target, which is pretty pathetic. Mm-hmm. It is because Target was always like, I know Target is just corporate propaganda bullshit, but they actually like every year they made a bigger and bigger pride collection and they were making a bigger and bigger statement. So to cave it kind of feels like going back on all the years yeah. of progress that they made and just being like, oh yeah, maybe we were wrong. Which seems like an overall fucking trend right now. Mm-hmm. When, like, honestly, sorry, this isn't even related. Well, it is related, but like, the majority of people um, don't care about like trans issues, about trans, like trans people existing. Like, it is just a very small but very vocal minority who are causing they're all of so this bullshit. Fucking loud, and they are in the all the right, in the all the right. 
I air quote this now because it's not they shouldn't be in these positions, but they're in all the right positions to make a lot of impact, which is the scary mm -hmm. thing about it. Exactly. Because this is a much easier issue to and to turn people against and distract people with than like the actual things bothering this world, like guns and the climate and oil companies. But no, trans people, they're the problem. I mean, you need to focus on something so that it can distract from other things that really matter to the entire population. Because whether or not somebody else gets a transition or not is not a lot affecting you in your daily life ever. Like, how are you affected by other people expressing that gender identity? Like, what, what, what does this change in your life? Shit all. Mm -hmm. So why do people have an opinion about this? It's not your problem. It's not your family. It's not your problem. And it's if it's your child, your child won't ever tell you anyway because you're a um, judgmental, transphobic cunt. Sorry. You're sorry, here. not sorry. <laughs> really no, not sorry. No sorries. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, but again, this is something that we can talk about forever. No. And um in the interest of moving on because we have five articles left. That's true. I'm going to I'm I'm going to push us forward not because I don't want to talk about this but no. Because it makes me very angry and because I think it would be better to dedicate an entire episode to this bullshit. Yeah. Here, here. So let's move to some other bullshit before we get to the nice things. Yeah. Gotta get all the bullshit yeah, out of the way. The That's bullshit. also why I wanted to start with like a really nice article because I was like, we have like three bullshit articles here. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but then there's better things up after, I feel like. So it's fine. Um, and I mean, that's life, I guess, because oh, sure. the world sometimes really fucking sucks. Um, one article is from The Guardian. Our next article is from The Guardian and is featured by uh, the wonderful Ebonix as well. Featured by? This, it's not the right. It, it, it includes features. features. It features. It, it quotes. It quotes. Um, Ebonix. Um, so Danny or Danielle. Um and it's about how half of British female gamers experience abuse when they play online. Because obviously that's also wonderful. Yeah. I mean, we know it. It's one of the reasons that we're here is to talk about the abuse that female gamers and women gamers experience online. Um, so unfortunately, like this is nothing new. Um, um, so the campaign to raise awareness of these issues reports that 80% of those affected receive messages that are sexual in nature. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not surprised, to be honest. But also, if you see the number, you're just like, excuse me. Yeah. 49% um, of British female gamers have suffered abuse online, but 75% of those are women aged 18 to 24. That's also wild yeah and 52% of women said, said they felt worried about harassment mm -hmm. I think um, that so this article is full of stats which is awesome when you like stats <laughs> yeah but it's, <laughs> I also think it's important to see that because one of 10 of the respondents were left feeling suicidal afterwards one of 10 it's wild and 25% of women said such measures so said such messages made them depressed so mm -hmm. you being out there just trying to be fun and joking and ha 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 it's not that serious suck my dick or whatever this is no this is affecting people and it's not a joke like it's mm -hmm. never funny it wasn't funny and it's not ever gonna be fucking funny and especially the amount of bullshit that you hear online just doesn't make you feel any better about it and it's not ever getting any better um mm -hmm. and absolutely a quarter said yep. that they would not tell anyone about the negative comments that they received so not only do people the women get so much bullshit they also don't tell anyone which is like the ultimate cocktail of horror 
when mm-hmm. you experience something horrible that really affects you and then you don't tell anyone. <sighs> yeah. Um so while like I think that the stats and the figures are new, nothing in this article overly surprised me. No. Um which is like super sad. Um but like this is just the sad and unfortunate reality that that we live in but what has impressed me surprised me i don't know is that this is an article in the guardian talking about the harassment on like female gamers Mm -hmm. and that's that's huge that like this is becoming guardian level news Mm -hmm. that there is you know um attention and media getting more and more awareness of this the, the online harassment that there are some like people that that we know um, are vaguely connected with um, getting featured in articles like this is really awesome. And that there is, um, you know, a push to to change this and to make gaming safer for women and to and and of course, for marginalized genders and for everyone really like for kids and everything like we need like gaming should be safe. Yeah. And end of everything, you know, Um, and that we're talking about about it because um, you know, for so long, and like the article says, like people just wouldn't say anything. Mm. Um, but that's not where we're at anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I just would like to understand why people just prefer to be assholes over kind. Like, what is your problem? Like. Why can you not just be kind to people? Like, I don't get Mm -hmm. it. It's not that fucking hard. But here we are. I don't, I don't know. No. I mean, that that is a question we can ask the world, Moni. Why can't we all just be fucking nicer? What a mood. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. But really cool for Danny to be featured in it. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. And we need to be better as, as as people, please. Can we do that? That would be great. Here, here. Thank you. Co-signed. Co-signed. Amanda. <laughs> Perfect. Let's move over to um. nicer news. Yeah, this is news that probably excites you a lot more than excites me because I do not have a PS5, but you do. So yay. Well, well, there is something that I am excited like th- so what we're talking about is the PlayStation showcase uh that happened last week or the week before I kind of lost track of time. Um It does already does I can't find the date now when it happens. But it announced the major games last week, Tom says. Thank you very much. Last Tom. Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Wednesday the 24th. Oh, there we go. I know why I didn't know anything, but I was at my own conference on that day. <laughs> it's true. Um, and aside from a lot of games today, uh, like it is the showcase for PlayStation to see what games are coming out this year or like in the future. And because EA is like EA is not happening anymore so everybody has like their own kind of event about what's coming and shit and that was one of one was PlayStations and um not only did it show me <laughs> um why I'm actually way more of a Nintendo girl because like a good 80% of those games they announced there was like no idea no interest no idea no interest <laughs> no idea no interest um Oh, E3. What did I say? EA? I don't remember. EA. E3. I was like, oh, did EA no, E3. stop I, being a company? I, I feel like I would I have heard about it, that, I, but maybe when not. When I said it, it felt wrong, but I couldn't put my <laughs> finger on what it what was wrong about it. E3, not Fair. EA. Um, yeah, thanks, Tom. Thank you. We have like real gamers in here who can tell us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they announced a bunch of new games uh, like Alan Wake 2 sequel, uh, or Alan Wake, and um, they also showed quite a bit of the new Spider-Man game that is coming out that's going to be a PS5 exclusive. <laughs> I don't know where that breath came from. You okay? It <laughs> <laughs> was just really weird. I can still breathe, don't worry. Um, and also, 
what they also announced, which I think is so stupid, is uh, they called it Project Q. And <laughs> I mean, somebody must have been on some kind of great drugs when they pitched that or something. It's basically a version for the PS5 for some handheld console thing. But the problem with this handheld console thing is that not only is it quite stupid because it looks like they split like a PS5 controller in half and put a screen between the two. Like I'm like, what? And also it's not really one to go to take on the road with you. It's something that you play with at home. Because that's something that makes obvious sense. Because if you have a PS5 on your television, the only reason you would want to... And you need to... The weirdo told me you need the PlayStation to be on at the time. So basically, this is just so a device. So you can't even take it on the road with you. And you need to be on Wi-Fi, so you can't take it on the road with you. So basically, what you're getting, what you're buying this device with, so you can have a shit and can continue playing your video game. Wow. So okay, so <laughs> that's useful. So, so I'm like, I mean, we know people who are like, I'm gonna buy this. This is great. Um, and said people are gonna use this device a good uh, maybe two times and then never touch it ever again. I think that's generous. You know, <laughs> yeah, choice is generous. Um, um, but yeah, also it looks shit. Um, so so. I don't know. And also Tom says you can't just do this on your phone already. And I feel like none of the PlayStation handheld consoles ever did anything great. Like none of them had some like, you know, all the other there are iconic consoles that you remember that did something well and that did the handheld console well thing well, right? I'm going to say Tom says he disagrees and I'm just going to interrupt you and say that I think I disagree as well because the PS Vita was actually really cool um, and it did some cool things. How often did you use it? Never, but I watched Tom a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But Tom is a handheld player as well. I don't think that it was ever one that get got good public traction considering how big What I really liked about the PS Vita was. was the back button. It was like a long back button that like you integrated into the um into the game. Um I remember playing like watch, watching him play Alan not Alan Wake. Alan Uncharted. Wow, my brain was just like Alan Wake, Alan Wake, Alan Wake and I'm like no, that's not what I'm talking about. Um Uncharted and like you had to like touch the back of the of the PS Vita in order to like move forward in the game, like to solve puzzles and stuff. And I actually thought that that was a really cool use of a handheld device. So therefore I disagree that they didn't do anything unique and cool. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. You're welcome. I think it's fine. Thank you for having us. Um, I'm not sure it's a successful Ted talk because the Vita was also not successful. You're not successful. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for stating the fact. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's fine. So, 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 what you're saying is you're going to get a Project Q. I am not going to get a Project Q. I don't play. I don't even play the PlayStation Five enough. It's a glorified. Will you get the uh, Spider-Man Two? I don't think so. I haven't. I have never finished. Um, Spider-Man 1 I did finish Miles Morales because it was like a 10 hour game so that got me mm. Um, mm-hmm. so I never finished the original one and yeah one big highlight for me from this though that was that's my that's that's why I think the showcase was so worth it Okay. they announced the se- another game from the same game studio that made Grease Yes, and I, I and I had to go and I had to go to the well. I didn't. I had to take Yoshi out for a wee while this happened, so I missed it, and I was so annoyed. And then I watched the trailer back, and I cried after a minute. So I feel like I'm already, I'm already ready for this. 
so the the showcase was worth it for you and yes, we all know what you're going game. to be spending your money on soon no i'm not gonna if the weirdo is buying it he's not buying it i'm not gonna buy it i don't need to play the playstation on the shit oh. i can wait for this no i just meant ne never oh yeah the, but it's only game. coming out in 2024 so it's not that's like six months from now I don't trust these timelines anymore because fucking party animals should have been out in 2020 and it's been three years later. Yes, that's never. Um, yeah. So, And I have to say, reading this article, Revenant Hill, in which you are a cat training to become a witch's familiar, um, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, that's the, from the people who created Night in the Woods. So I haven't played. That's, that's the... That's has the same art style as that, but it's not the same story, I think. But cat training to be a witch is familiar. Yeah. That's an Amanda game. Yeah. Have you played Night in the Woods? No. Never even heard of it, to be honest. Okay, need to Google it. I do games stuff. real good. <laughs> I do games real good. I mean, you and me both, man. You and me both. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> From the big PlayStation 5 showcase... My highlight was a little tiny indie game from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> okay, do you want to talk about your girl crush? Are we? I, I just want to mention that the family Watson has ridiculously good genes. Have you True. seen her brother? No. Emma Watson and. Well, the next article is about Emma Watson. That's just like you know, it's just why I start with with that intro. Um, uh, but Emma Watson oh. kind of took a step right. Emma Watson yeah. took a step back from acting because she—that's what the article is about. Because she had to do Little Women. And had no say in the movie at all, aside from her acting bit, and she really didn't enjoy that at all. Um, so she had to. He fucking should be a model. <laughs> um, I think Tom's saying he is a model. Uh, <laughs> is he? I know they create. Anyway, that's part of the article as well. So she stopped acting for a good while now because of. Well, since 2018, because that's when Little Women came out. That was the last movie she hasn't acted since. Because, um, yeah, there was too much about it where she had to just... Had no say in it, and she didn't like it. And she had to promote the movie as they do. And obviously, that not all of it aligned with her. So she really didn't enjoy it. And... Um, because she was not involved in the entire process. So that's why she took a step back. And um, now kind of started to move a bit into different things. And had um, worked on herself a lot. And was like directing this Prada photo shoot. So then she realized she could also be maybe a director or producer. Or things like that. So um, she's probably going to move into that a bit more. And aside from that. Her and her brother made or created like a wine company or founded a wine gin. company gin gin yes it's I a gin it? company called renee and it means rebirth um and it is an environmentally because it's in france and that's all the, the it's in france but no it's a gin that's company why I, I like and it's a, like an environmentally wine. friendly um and environmentally conscious gin company um to make carbon neutral gin how cool is that um, and it's from a small town in France called Chablis, where her family have been vacationing for since they were like kids. So cute. I love that. Yep. It's so cool. I've been on the website before. Um, mm -hmm. And her and her brother are like the faces of it all. And oh, amazing. They're, too, they're too good looking. It's like, it's like, un, like they have really great genes. Hmm. Yeah, but I think that, like that's that's just really really nice um, what they're doing, and I'm so happy with with that for them. And I love what Emma said because I I've 
personally really relate to it, but she's like, for me, it's about family and community and it makes me feel grounded that there's somewhere I can come back to year after year after year. And that's why they chose Chablis as the place to, yeah, to, to start this gin company. Um, I mean, especially with a life like hers, I feel like you really need something mm -hmm. that grounds you, that gives you the place of home, I guess, or the feeling of home. Definitely. So I'm absolutely here for Emma being so happy and settled in herself and yeah. um, doing things her way after the mess that the last, well, her, her young yeah. teenage life was. Oh, yeah. The mess and the fame that came with being in the Harry Potter movies, obviously. When I read an article about Daniel Radcliffe and him becoming a father soon or when he was talking about his future children, he always said he wanted them to grow up on a film set, but not with the fame because the fame is the worst of it all. But <clears throat> he would love for them to be like in the costume department or stuff like that. Um, which I found really, I don't know, I just found that really interesting and also everybody just wants this like massive fame and stuff and nobody considers what that even means once you have mm -hmm. it. And for so many acting is also like just a job that they really like and a lot like you can hear olivia coleman often say that she hates the fame about it she just really loves her job but then she has to do all this other shit that she actually doesn't really like at all um but if she could only act that would be great for her but obviously it comes with a lot of other shit attached to it anyway that was a tangent well, that was a good, relevant one good job mm. look at me go not talking about butter or Could whatever or Ikea backcliffs. <laughs> no, we're not going back there. <laughs> um, but where we are going is to the Little Mermaid. Under the sea. Under the Under sea. The we can't sing anymore because DMCA. Oh, yeah. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I'm cutting mm -hmm. off your beautiful song, Lonnie. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, coriander seeds don't taste the same as coriander leaves. You you eat coriander seeds occasionally when I make curry, so it's okay. <laughs> wow, fine. the trust is broken. But the seed is a much different flavor to the to the leaf. It's like completely different. The fuck! <laughs> <laughs> wow, now the truth comes out. The truth comes out, and I'm not even sorry about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so The Little Mermaid opened um, this past weekend and has blown apart the box office. I love that. I really, Me really, too. really love that. Yep. In North America alone, The Little Mermaid brought in almost $100 million. Nice. In one weekend. And that was studio estimates released on Sunday. Which, if we're counting, because it came out over the long weekend in America, which, and the UK and whatever, and that includes the Monday. So are they including Monday stats in that? I don't know. Or will they include that in the weekend? But how amazing is that? I love that. It's so cool. I heard, like, well, um, I heard really good things about it, like... I, I, when I say I heard really good things about it, is I saw the birth papaya talk about it on her stories and said that she thought the things that she wouldn't like, she really loved. So because I also am like, how can like a real life crab and a real life fish work here? But apparently mm -hmm. it's not so bad. Okay. I haven't, I, I purposely skipped her stories because I, you know, me with movie reviews before oh. I go and see them. So I didn't, Sorry. didn't, so, uh, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I purposely like skipped her stories, but I saw that like she loved it. Um, and I saw that she was like so happy with it and so happy that it was her 
her youngest daughter's first movie as well because it was also her first movie like and i think that that is the cutest thing but we're not here to gush about the birds with pie even though she's amazing and should follow her if you don't already this is sponsor us (laughs) we love you I mean, I guess Burns Papaya only has her own sponsors. I'm not sure if she's sponsoring anyone. But I do love she's her. Though. Also, she really has the cutest fucking child. Like, how the she fuck can... How the fuck can... I don't know. This is not a Burns Papaya stand show, though. Sorry. We're talking about The Little Mermaid. We Get back on topic, money. Yeah. And... What I did find... Did you hear the controversy about the Melissa McCarthy's eyebrows? And her no. overall makeup. What? No, I didn't. Well, so generally, her makeup is inspired by drag. Yes. But. As is original Ursula as well. Yeah. But they don't like, people don't like the execution of it. And they go, she got really shit, shat on, or they go shat, quite shat on for the shit. Um, quality of her drag makeup then say they should have gotten an actual drag artist to make do her makeup and her eyebrows are shit and somebody said I saw a tweet that said if they are really curious if they fixed Ursula's eyebrows in post (laughs) okay (laughs) to be honest a drag queen's (laughs) eyebrows should be sisters hers look like they don't even live in the same city (laughs) To be fair, I am looking up pictures, um, and they definitely could have done her makeup a little bit better. <laughs> but, but I, I love don't think Melissa that that's McCarthy. To be honest, so I actually don't give a shit about her makeup. To yeah. be fair, <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Cafe has a great comment. <laughs> um but i also heard somebody say that like uh, in in response to to the tweet about the eyebrows saying that um you know that that was the thing like they didn't even think about it because the movie was just so good so yeah and i also think if you see it repeatedly you're not paying attention like you stop paying attention to it eventually right like Mm -hmm. some things you notice at first and then when you focus on other things, you don't notice it anymore. So, uh-huh. so that's right. <laughs> don't do that. I'm sorry. Fuck. There we go. Just snuck up on me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they did really well, and we're really happy for it. I should really go and watch it. To be honest, I really want to see it. Yeah, I'm hopefully gonna gonna see it this week. Um, oh, nice. would be really great if we can figure out the time um, because what I, what I love is that there was so much controversy about them uh, starring Halle Bar- Bailey, Halle Berry, Halle Bailey <laughs> as Ariel um, because obviously she is not the iconic redhead that we know from the nineties movie. Um, she is in fact a black and bringing in some much needed Disney diversity. And because like, who says that little mermaid has to be white. Right. Um, so there has been a lot of controversy about it and, um, it's still smashed box office records, like from all of the super popular movies out here, including like fast and the furious 10 and guardians of the galaxy three and the super Mario brothers movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like just absolutely smashed the recent big deal pictures and that's great yeah i think it's really like necessary very deserved and fuck the haters as always yes yes and yes yes yes, and yes cool let's move over to our final final um article our final lol (laughs) word final lol article our final lol um <laughs> only because i to be honest i was like we need an ed article we always talk about ed's articles and we don't we don't have one um so we found this one which we're just bringing up because like it's so ridiculous and yet it also makes complete sense yeah it's like a combination of confusion and 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 also 
also what the fuck. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Can we stop? <laughs> We're so close. <laughs> oh, well, um, only for some people, it's not for everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, Dead by Daylight. I think we all know the game, I guess. Some of us played it. Have I played it? I think I played it once. Oh, yeah. Um, and Dead by Daylight kind of works that they always release new people that you can play as a survivor or as a murderer? Hunter? Hunter? Killer? Killer? What's <laughs> We are such pros. <laughs> I know survivor is right. Killer ass. Killer. Jeez. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just the funniest thing it's ever had. <laughs> what if we don't even know what the fuck the opposite of the survivor in Dead by Daylight is? I played it so often, I played it once. Um, but it's like very, like, there are often, they often implement uh, successful shows. Like they had uh, characters from Stranger Things on it and other th other things. <laughs> Or from a horror movie that I forgot about now. Um, and now they have released and announced a new one. Starring Nick fucking... Woo! Cage. Oh my god, what a fucking announcement was that. In case people have no <laughs> idea what she's talking about, Nicolas Cage is now a survivor in Dead by Daylight. And not as some kind of role, but actual Nicolas Cage. Yep. And it's very good. When Nicolas Cage's new era of starring in movies as himself and now playing in Dead by Daylight as himself. Nick Cage is Nick Cage. Yeah. And I love it. You know what? Nick Cage is so fucking weird and I am absolutely here for it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what to think of it, but here we are. It's gonna be. We'll find out from our friends who do play DVD because that that's is... clearly not us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That was well, that's that's geek around the news. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, we thoroughly depressed you, inspired you, and then made you laugh. Wonderful. I think that's a good good storyline. And we will be back next week with another amazing episode. It should be our Guardians of the Galaxy review. I'm very happy about that. Me too. Um, and then we see us next week. Yeah. So um, until then, come hang out with us on Discord at geekcaring.com forward slash Discord. Um, do hang out with us on social media because we have that. We don't use it, but like pretend. <laughs> um, and yeah, leave us a review or hang out on YouTube at Geek Caring Productions. Thanks. Perfect. See you there. See you, bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 